And now, broadcasting on Star Worldwide Networks, it's In the Green Room. Green is in, but what does that really mean for you? Join the gang for a fun and energetic half-glass, half-full perspective to what and how sustainability is the lifestyle for the future. It can really affect everything you do, from your health, wallet, environment, money, even your morals. So our goal, to help save the planet one show at a time. Now, welcome to The Green Room. Welcome, Arizona, and welcome, world, to InTheGreenRoom.Green. I'm Kinga. And I'm Martin. And Quita is not here tonight. We no, love you, though, Quita. We love you, Quita. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kisses. But we do have Jam here tonight. What's yes. going on, everybody? Good to How's see you. How's it going out there in the universe tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Better now that you're here, Jam. Aww, you're, you're spreading so sweet, the love. Kinga. You're so yeah, sweet. Yeah. We call it the green love, and we have Cat in the house. Howdy. Kit Kat is our, <laughs> you don't like when I call you Kit Kat, do you? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so Kat Schultz is a school teacher and she's uh, spreading the green ways and uh, saving the planet with her students. And she's going to give us tips on what other teachers can do. And uh, we're also going to have um, uh, a wine connoisseur that is all about organic wine, Richard oh, Betts yeah. in the house. Back there. Nice. Uh, favorite. One of my favorite W's. We've got another teacher over here, Cassidy Cunningham, the beautiful blonde back there. Uh, she works for Teacher Teach of America, Teach for America. I don't know if, she's, uh, if I can get her to talk too much. She's a little shy. And then we also have Subcool, the famous Subcool. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Subcool. He's going to tell us all the secrets to how we can uh, make everybody healthier on this planet and uh, save the planet medically, right? So, with cannabis, uh, with cannabis, we're right? We're excited. <laughs> and then we, we have Rachel in-house, <laughs> and she'll be here any minute now. Uh, she's, she's running a little bit late, and she's going to be giving us tips on uh, how the good, it's actually the good news of sustainability in the world, everything that's going on, uh, so we can all be positive about that there is change that's going on, and people do care. And it's not, you know, you, you have these people that are like, oh, the world's doomed. It's not doomed, because we're all going to, Make a change every day and spread the word to our friends. That's right. And, and we're going to save the planet and save the ocean. And it's all good. Well, right. And we meet every week. We, I've, I've met people that are amazing people that are doing something. And that's what's uh, that's what's inspiring to me. So, yeah. Right. We're not going to give up. No, not this at all. This world's a great place and we're exactly. going to keep it great and we're going to well, speaking uh, do our about part. Make it better, you exactly. know. That's right. Now, That's speak, right. Speaking of great places in the world, yes. you were not at the show last week because you... We're in Toronto, so tell us a little bit about that. You had, we you cut in a little bit, and you said that you you saw recycling on every street corner, and that um, it was a, a very sustainable place. So, what did you what did you get to see? Well, thanks for asking me that question, because first of all, that was the very first show that I'd ever missed, because I, I I always you know I just love the show so much, and I, I never want to miss. And in fact, the, we actually had a pre-recorded show for today, hmm. um, but I'm like, I'm in town and then God works in mysterious ways. Jam, like seconds after I talked to Quita uh, <laughs> and I said, I want to do the show. I don't want to have it pre-recorded. Oh, welcome, Rachel. She's in the house. We've got what your up? seat right here. Welcome, Rachel. What up? <laughs> <laughs> Say hello. Hello. Rachel's here. I made it. She's our sustainable... Uh, good news expert, and uh, she's going to be giving us some great tips tonight. Senior good news correspondent. Right? <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> so we'll get to that in a, in, a, in a minute. So first we're talking about our week, and Martin asked me about how my trip was, and uh, I was saying that that was my first trip. Uh, uh, d- during that trip, that was the first show I've ever missed. But Toronto was beautiful, and it was extremely sustainable. I was lucky to be there with Rachel, and... Uh, I don't know, Rachel, why, why was that city so sustainable? What did you see? Well, you can tell that the entire city has made a strong and dedicated effort to uh, in putting sustainable infrastructure to let its citizens choose to be sustainable. So, for example, everywhere you go, um, every trash can has recycling as well. And that's everywhere you look in the city. From any point on, this, on any street in the city, you can look in one direction and find one of these. So the option to recycle is always there. And then uh, water at restaurants, I notice, isn't just handed out. Kind of, You kind of have to request it if you're thirsty. I so love that's that. Like another that, that way that's to huge. Save. Were the streets pretty clean with all those trash cans? 
the streets were very clean. That was actually one of the first things um, Kinga was remarking on was how clean the streets were. So clean. Yeah. Beyond clean, right? <laughs> it was one of the biggest cities I've seen. It's so clean. Yeah. Well, yeah, because most of the time when you go to a big, bustling city, it's kind of compared to, it's kind of referred to sometimes as like the New York of Canada. A couple mm-hmm. of people told us that. So when you have like a city of that global status, it's hard to keep it clean. There's people from all over the world and I don't know. Big city usually gets a lot of litter, but this one was very... And I did not see tidy. one piece of trash on that beach. Really? Yeah, the... Not the, one! The, yeah. All amazing. of the parks... It is amazing. Everyone mm-hmm. comes together to specifically keep parks and the explicitly public spaces clean. On the sidewalk in the corner, if some people are hanging out, you might see a piece of trash. But on the high traffic public use areas like in parks i noticed those were immaculate mm-hmm. and everyone really like pays attention to and we ate at many different restaurants that were all about local produce yeah well that's it's it's part of everyone's daily life there is like of course it's local produce of course we got our uh milk and cheese and eggs from a dairy farm that's as close to this area yeah, as possible and, and europe's europe's a lot like a lot like that too as well so yeah, yeah. that's and I want to give a shout out, Rachel, to that. Uh, we went to that jazz club. What was it called? Uh, and Sean, the owner, was so gracious with us and got us into his club. And uh, he was all about sustainability. And he's going to fly po- to me on our it's show. It's called the Poetry Jazz Bar. And they That's get right. all, it's one of the premier uh, live music venues in the city. Uh, they boast live music seven nights a week i think it's seven one of nights the only a week. spots in the city that has all right all you toronto night. listeners you better you better check that place out that sounds like a lot of fun we well, he's coming like on the show here. great music he's coming on our show oh nice great nice. drinks <laughs> all right well that's uh, that sounds like uh and his bar recycles okay and and uh mm-hmm. so that was another thing and then rachel another thing that I, we i want you to tell everybody about is that whole area that's about uh secondhand shops and and about you know well, yes. reusing the, ar- the area that it's in it's not uh once again it's just part of everyone's daily life this area is kind of uh it's called kensington market and there's a lot of stores that had like vin- they were reselling um vintage wares or clothing and it was impressive to see how busy this area was it was one of the most busy like foot traffic areas we walked through and you can tell that there's just like this bustling like reuse fashion um in the area and like this uh woman we met on the plane on the way there was like you have to go there and she was wearing this awesome hat a stetson and i was like where did you get that and of course it was the type of thing you only find at like a thrift store because remember people out there if if you're only thinking about recycling uh that's not good enough you want to think about reuse, reusing and preventing the, the fact of recycling things, reusing things and repurposing things. Mm-hmm. Because if you're only recycling, you're, you're just only halfway there. And, right. Yeah. And reselling is a good option because one man's trash, trash, one woman's trash is always another person's treasure. Exactly. So, <laughs> so we'll get back to you, Rachel, on your sustainable good news tips and world news. It's sustainable. And now we're getting to uh, we're going to cat to talk about schools and teaching and sustainability in the classroom. Well, can I say one thing first? Yeah, say whatever you want. We're talking about sustainable places, and Kinga knows we've traveled quite a bit. That's all you do. (laughs) Nobody travels more than you do. Okay, so one of the most sustainable places I've ever been was New Zealand, and it was so (laughs) amazing. Um, My husband's a golfaholic, and he's played the 100 golf courses in the world, like the top list. Top 100 in the world. He's on on the, like, Guinea's World Book of Records. Well, I don't know about that, but he was the 13th guy (laughs) to finish playing the top 100 on Golf Magazine's list. He's now working on a golf week list. I don't know. He's always working on another list. And so um, (laughs) we showed up to this place. We went to a couple places in, a few places, actually, in New Zealand. And I remember we showed up at a place called The Farm at Cape Kidnappers. And so everything was just amazingly fresh. All of our meals were from the farm. And we said something to them about canned food when we checked in. And the girl goes, canned food? I think one of the guys that works for the golf course might have a can of food. (laughs) But it's like it was such a foreign concept. It was just amazing. And I have to tell you, my husband and I have both said, if we had one meal left on this planet, we would go back to the farm at Cape Kidnappers and eat that there good, because huh? it, it was amazing. Like you'd have scrambled eggs and they'd it'd be like, oh my gosh, 
these are the most amazing scrambled eggs I've ever had. I can't believe how good this is. And just every meal was like that. Mm. Well, I'm so glad you're giving us that tip because we're still going to do Rachel's graduation trip. And every day she's like, oh, maybe I want to go to Italy. Oh, maybe Bora Bora. (laughs) Oh, maybe now just Hawaii. And I'm like, okay, Rachel, make a decision. So maybe I'm just going to decide for her. Definitely, definitely go to Bora Bora. That's (laughs) like number one on places I want to go. Yeah, she's talked about Bora Bora for a long time. She has (laughs) talked about Bora Bora. But I've also heard it's heard from a few people it's Bora Boring. Really? Because there's nothing to do there. Yeah. Rachel, kind of you heard that? That's why you bring Sub Cool, and then you just have a good time on the beach, you know? <laughs> well, Sub Cool in a bikini might be might might intrigue us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Already then. It. Okay, let's talk about it. Wow. Okay. Let's talk to Kat. Thank you. Oh, yay! Rock and Robin did a sound. <laughs> she did a sound. <laughs> Thank you, Robin. <laughs> Yay, we um, got a sound. We got King a sound. is on fire right I now. I am. Let's go back to Kat and that okay. spreading the word to the, well, gr- the teaching, kids. Teaching, teaching. Um, I just got back to teaching, and I was home for a lot of years, and that's how I met Kinga was our kids were in school together. And, and you saved my life, and I'm not going to get into those details, but you've saved my life well, over and over thank again. Thank you. And, and I love you for that, and, and forever. I will be by your feeling. bedside. We were, we're just, I, I love you. Love you. The mutual girl crush here. Sustainable, so. sustainable friendship. Would you, would you guys like yes. a moment? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <No. laughs> so funny. Well, I, I was telling Kinga earlier today how my own kids have taught me so much about recycling and sustainability. So when my son was probably second or third grade, and he's almost 25 now, um, he came home from school and said he had a, an opportunity to go on a field trip to a recycling center. So I'm like, okay, cool. Glad you guys are doing something different, not just, you know, paper and pencil every day. So he gets home and he's telling me all of the things that I need to know about recycling, which I'm like, this is so cool. I don't know if it was just a typical thing they did in second grade that year for the school, <laughs> but it was kind of neat that so he was he the one. So he tell you were doing something wrong? Yeah, of course. <laughs> so that's he's like, their job. Yeah, that's their job. So he's like, you know, mom, things have to be clean and dry. When you throw it in recycling, it's got to be clean and dry. And then he was kind of going through all of the rules and gave me the paperwork he received from the recycling center, what he, um, all the rules he had learned that day about what we have to do. And then I think a few years later, we actually had a Boy Scout come around our neighborhood who was creating um, his Eagle project. And it was putting stickers on everyone's recycling bin on recycling days. So it had all the rules for recycling on there. So it would remind you not to put plastic bags in there because it jams up the machines and that sort of thing. And now most recently, uh, my daughter Shay, Rachel knows Shay, well, you know, she started at Cal Poly, uh, same as Chet, and now she's at ASU. I love it. And <laughs> she followed in his footsteps. <laughs> followed in, Chet, in Chet's footsteps. So, Remember yes. when she was going there, I said, I don't know, maybe she should just yeah. go to ASU. But well, anyway. you know, and yeah. she gave up scholarships okay. to do that, but that's another yeah. story. So <laughs> anyhow, so she's at ASU now, and she's been taking these sustainability classes, and she most recently... You didn't tell me that. She actually wants to go into law, and she goes, maybe I'll go into sustainable law, Mom. Stop it! I know. I was yeah, like sustainable lawyer. I know. Wouldn't that be great? That so, happen, so we'll see if that happens. But she is very excited about this. And so um, she came home and, and I don't know how many of you have seen this, but the show, The True Cost. And I was just telling Kinga about everybody needs to see this show because. Party at my house with popcorn. <laughs> this is on Netflix, right? It's on Netflix. Cool bring his stuff. And his cannabis. And some wine. <laughs> watch yeah, wait, I want to go to that party. That sounds fun. All right, slumber party at Kinga's. Yes. <laughs> that could be fun. So um, anyhow, be. I know it will be. I know it will be. So anyhow, the, the premise of the show is uh, all of the clothing that we buy that is sort of just like one season use is really ruining our planet. Mm. And it's really more about buying clothes that are, let's say, made out of cotton, made out of wool, made out of things that are uh, hemp, things that are going to be able to disintegrate when we are done with them. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that really caught my eye in the show was that they had things that were kind of from these inexpensive retailers we wear them, we either donate them or try to sell them. Usually they get donated to places like Goodwill, which everybody loves Goodwill. Who doesn't? So um, love it. Then places like that will send it to other needy countries like Haiti, and they show these huge bales of clothing that those people aren't even using. That it's just amazing what they're just kind of 
putting into their landfills, honestly. Mm -hmm. And some of the practices in those places, uh, they have water being ruined from the leather processing and that sort of thing. So um, I know my daughter, Shay, every time she goes shopping now, she is looking for uh, sustainable places to shop at. Is she? That's so cute. Because Rachel's been doing that since like sixth grade. Oh, right? yes, of course. Well, I was going to butt in and say um, yeah. when we were in Toronto, we went to a car dealership and <laughs> we, were, we were in. <laughs> when the car was towed. Yeah, our car was. That's, that's a whole other story. story. <laughs> we were. Rachel we were and I had towed, our first fight. We were towed our first fight from. Ever. <laughs> we were towed from in front of a car dealership and the dealership was nice enough to drive us to the place where our car was towed. And on the way there, we were chatting about, about materials, away. actually. So and they said that there's a lot of extreme vegans who are refusing to buy cars with leather seats. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. oh, but wow. it's actually turned into another problem because the materials that are used to make mm-hmm. the fake leather are even more yeah. toxic to the environment yes. and they than did. just having it's a worse. regular leather seat. And the leather yeah. lasts longer than material seats. So yeah. it's it's a whole... Uh, Which one's debate. worse? I, it's it's hard to say because if you're using an actual leather seat, there's still the leather still has to be tan, and there's still other chemicals used for that. But it'll last longer than any other type of seat. Well, the, the, I think the good part of that is that at least they're having the conversation. You know, I was in the in the chemical industry, the environmental chemical industry, for a long time, and it took us a long time to make change. And yeah. because of that, because a lot of times the, the, the environmental version didn't work as well as the old standard. And so yeah. it pushed us to make environmental products that were better than the old standard. So that's that's what we have to challenge uh, our, vegan, our people uh, to do. dupes, essentially, yeah. to make products that are also well, not I often toxic. talk to my, uh, I have a lot of Native American friends. And, and they were telling me that the planet was meant for, uh, you know, using leather. And if you create these fake fabrics that are hard to, you know, they you can't get rid of them and it's hurting the planet. Maybe, you know, you don't need to have like 20 leather coats or 20 leather shoes and get rid of them and throw them away. That's the problem is the wastefulness. I think it's like the wastefulness. Yeah, I mean, because I'm vegan. So that's like that's the first time I've actually heard that um, like vegan leather is bad for the environment. And it makes sense. But I think at the same time, there has to be like another alternative to Correction, just the leather used on the car seats because oh. there's, I'm sure there's uh, dupes of like for clothing mm-hmm. that's vegan that is, but for cars, but for cars it has to last a long time and you're right. sitting in that chair every yeah. single day, so it has to last like years. Ah, uh, okay, well, that makes sense because I mean, yeah, I do my best to draw to like buy a car without leather in it, but I mean, it's like. Beggars well, can't be choosers, well, like, you know. Well, <laughs> hemp, hemp seats would be awesome, dude. Car, right? Yeah, <laughs> so cool. You need to, you need to strike a deal with like GM or like <laughs> yeah, a the big sub-cool. yeah. No, I love make this. hemp seats. We got to make hemp hemp seats. I agree. Hemp, hemp, hemp all the way. <laughs> and any car so named Sub Cool would sell in Arizona like this. like hotcakes. I agree. But but back <laughs> to that, that same topic we we're talking about. You know, I think anything that's wasteful. Like let's say yeah. you go to a dinner. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm trying to eat. Uh, more vegetarian. I'm occasionally, you know, trying to do a whole day where I'm vegetarian and vegan, uh, almost like five days a week now. But if I go to someone's house, exactly. If I go to somebody's house and they're fixing a meal and, and, and they have something that I, I, it's not on my list. Am I going to waste that? Is that more sustainable? I don't think so. It's more polite and more, uh, you know, to, to waste that meal to me is not helping our environment. That's not helping our planet. So to go ahead and eat what they prepared, to me, is, is better for the planet. Well, what do you think about that? Robin, the sound. That brings wow. us back to like reusing things. Like, and that goes for buildings as yeah. well, like what I've studied. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always more sustainable to retrofit an existing building to be more sustainable than to just knock it down and build an entirely new, shiny, green building. Mm-hmm. It's always exciting to have a new building. If you needed one anyways, that's that's part of that conversation but um it's always more sustainable to adapt with what you have that's already been the that resource has already been mined or taken from the earth and turned into something else so if you can find a way to keep using that um so just everybody out there that um is listening rachel has been studying sustainability and urban planning and architectural and all that for five years now she was on scholarship for her grades and for 
track running abilities. I'm very proud of her. So I, I feel like she, she's the one that inspired me for the show. And that's important for me to remind everybody out there that I'm doing this because of Rachel. So you're the one. You're the one. Kat, you're the teacher. What do you think about that? I, I think, you know what? We get so much from our own kids. And as a teacher, too, just kind of getting back into it, I learn something every day from my students. So it's just really incredible all of the things that, you know, the ideas that kids bring to us. And I think as long as we're open and we're ready to take those new ideas, because, you know, you think about when we grew up, there was no recycling. You know, there was no bins every 10 feet or, you know, the opportunity. And you'd hear about Goodwill or Salvation Army when you were kids, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't really cool back then either. Well, and it's uh, recycling isn't statewide. Um, There's a lot of areas that uh, don't have it yet. So there's so there's only certain pockets that have uh, recycling at the moment. So Mm -hmm. we've 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 got a lot more work to do here. Um, I think you know Phoenix keeps the streets pretty clean, but I I think why why wouldn't we want to have more of those type of things on the streets and have the citizens pick up stuff rather than you know paying people to do it kind of idea. So exactly, I love it and. Making sure that these kids are educated so they're having those conversations with their right. parents, I think, is, uh, is the key. Exactly, because we really want to do it for them and that, you know, our grandchildren have that mm-hmm. opportunity, too. And, and Kat, you as a teacher can spread to all those other teachers at the school mm-hmm. that can spread to all those kids that can go home and spread to their parents. Mm-hmm. That is where it starts. And so teachers are, should be paid more because you guys are our future. And, and really, you are going to save the planet. More Kat, it's all on you. <laughs> They're going to say, she's going to save the planet one class at a time. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. More from Kat and another teacher and guest, Cassidy, after our music break. Uh, good job, go. Rachel. Uh, yes. Nice transition. Woo, good job, Rachel. All right, here we go, Jam. All right, Jam, what do you what do you got for us? Well, since Sub Cool is in the house, I might as well play a Sub Lime song. Hey, oh, I love that. Did you guys get that one? Did you get it? That was a good one, right? I love it. I, I love know. it. Everybody loves corny jokes. Thank you so Let's much, see. Kat. You're, 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 you're going to be our regular teacher. You're the only teacher that's going to be a regular. Thank you. <laughs> we love, love you. you love you. set free yeah cause I'm a parasite creep and crawl I'd step into the light yeah two pints of booze tell me are you a bad fish too are you a bad fish too ain't got no money to spend no, I hope this night will never end. Lord knows I'm weak. Won't somebody get me off of this reef? His baby, you're a big blue whale. Grab the reef when all duck diving fails. Yeah. I'd swim, but I wish I never learned. The water's too polluted with germs, yeah. Grab the reef when it's ten feet overhead. Grab the reef from over Subcool's head, from under Subcool's head. Ain't got no quarrels with God, no. Ain't got no time to get old, yeah. Lord knows I'm weak. Won't somebody get me some weed? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah. 
got no quarrels with God, no. Ain't got no time to get old, yeah. Lord knows I'm weak. Won't somebody give me some of that weed? <laughs> yeah. Woohoo! Oh my goodness. Okay, does everybody want to hear this amazing coincidence? Jam is so amazing. Uh, and I already knew Richard, who is, is he your uncle or are you guys just kind I mean, of? He's practically my uncle. <laughs> so I I've knew Richard. Richard. I knew Richard before you. No, I knew Richard before you. No, I knew Richard before you. I knew Jam when he was knee high. He was a knee high little brat. But I knew you before you. We didn't get along when we first met, but. I love it. Oh my gosh, you've got He's this. my brother from another Woo! mother. You there know? you go. Okay, so your music just melts me. Uh, I just I didn't write that song, but I appreciate it. I know you didn't, but your <laughs> voice is so amazing. Thank you. Thank but you. Are we going to hear another one like Universal Love? Yeah, I could, I, I'd love to play Universal Love. So by by the way, mm-hmm. Cassidy's heard so much about you. Oh, cool. And she's finally first meeting you. Oh, nice to meet you, Cassidy. Because you guys have the same soul, the same oh, personality. Cool. Rachel, isn't it true? So sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> cool, right, cool. So on we'll, the we'll, we'll be back today. to your song. So now All we've right. got to introduce our second guest. Yeah. And he is world famous for what he does in the cannabis world. He's healing everybody. He's we're teaching. Not worthy. We're not worthy. We're, we're not, not worthy. worthy. <laughs> she has uh, the sound. Thank you, Rock and Robin. Uh, do you want to say hello? Can we have you say hello, please? Grab a mic. Which one are you grabbing? I want. Oh, here you've you got go. to say hello. Okay. All right. I'm going to get mad at you real quickly. You just made me upstage that guy. That's not right, dude. <laughs> that, that You've got so... to say hello after your well, sound. Okay, hello. <laughs> Thank you. All right, we'll fling it back. Okay, bye. <laughs> fling it back around. Okay, so we got, cool. We Do you want to introduce that. yourself? We really needed to work on that. Sure. So, so I'm Subcool. I'm a cannabis grower and proud to be one. I also am a geneticist. I own a seed company. I distribute seeds worldwide. Um, about, uh, six years ago, I decided to start using my talent to help people. So we formed the school of dank where we teach people to teach, uh, to grow cannabis for free and we donate to autism and veterans. Okay. Hold on. That's important. You donate to Uh, anybody with autistic autism. If we can help, whether it be money or whether we can just bring enlightenment to the case, get other people to give money. Um, we sold our crop three years ago and gave uh, $20,000 to kids for Christmas. Every year we sell our crop and we give it away. Make sure you're speaking to the speaker. Thank you. And, and even this year, I'm really proud. Uh, October 8th, we lost our home in Napa. And we still took our crop and sold it. And we didn't give that much money away. But we found two families at Christmas that needed some money. And we gave each one of them $1,000. High five. Really? That's what it's about. That's what the show's about. Okay, so you need to, we, I already can tell we want you to be a regular guest. And you have over $7 million Followers on YouTube? Yeah, on, on, on YouTube and Instagram. Yeah, they're called the Weed Nerd Nation. And people but obviously people around. love what you're talking about, and they realize that you're helping the world. Yes. Saving the world. Yes. And, and for those of us out there that are ignorant to what cannabis does and how it heals, uh, can you explain? Well, cannabis provides food, fiber, medicine um, to the nation. It can clothe us. It can feed us. Our bodies actually have a receptor for THC in it. Yep. So I figure nature probably did something with it. Every single part of the cannabis plant can be used. You know, people smoke it to get high. You can take the stems and make a tea out of it to get better. Cannabis can do so much for people. It is just amazing. And for us, we use it all across the board to help with our pain, with our pleasure, with our appetite. I have a young lady who has cancer so bad she can't eat unless she consumes some cannabis. So, I mean, for me, that is a right to live if she can't consume. And you guys talk about sustainability. I'll go right into it. So many years ago, when I started reading online, I learned that everybody grows cannabis with salts and all these formulas and all this gizmo and everything bigger, stronger, <laughs> faster. And it looks like food at it, 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 uh, Winco or something like that. And, you know, we've been growing corn and vegetables in our earth for thousands of years. So I figured out we could do it organically and sustainably. The only thing I really use to grow cannabis with, other than the power because of the laws, we can't do it outdoors here in Arizona, 
is, is a plastic pot that I wash oh, off. Oh, wait, I didn't know that. You can't do it outdoors? You cannot grow cannabis in yeah. Arizona outdoors. It's Correct. against y'all's law. Yep. 100%. Okay, so, but it's greenhouse. legal to do it inside. And inside or in a greenhouse. But right. why, is it, why, why is that? It has to be under lock and key. It's y'all's law. Y'all passed the law that so has to be under lock. Right, because, okay. it's a, because it's still a Schedule <laughs> 1, considered a Schedule 1 drug, it has to be treated as medicine and so it has to be guarded as such. So it has to be contained so you can't just hop a fence and steal it, that kind of thing. That makes sense. Okay, so then what are there many states? How many states is it legal to grow it outside? Uh, it's legal to grow everywhere but here, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. Not, not, no, excuse me, excuse me. I screwed that up. Yeah, that is a little In bit. In the states where you it, can grow cannabis, yes. there's no ban on it outdoors. The other reason is THC has a really hard time producing above 100 degrees. It's 110 outside right now. It would be very hard to grow cannabis just outside yeah. here without a greenhouse. Without air conditioners, without some some type of climate control. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you grow it. At, you said in your pool. I we bought a house in Mesa, Arizona, and I didn't like swimming in the pool and wasting all the chlorine, and I have a lung condition. So we drained it and we filled it up with cannabis plants using uh, Smart Punch with our cloth, soil, not salts and buckets and hoses and PVC. We just grow it, and then when we harvest it, we turn it into RSO. If you guys know anybody that has cancer and needs RSO, we'll be producing in about a couple of months. And okay, what is RSO for, for those of RSO is Rick Dumb it down, dumb it down. What Rick is it? Rick Simpson Oil is a guy who took some cannabis and made it um, very strong by taking alcohol mm-hmm. and boiling it down. And a rice-sized grain of this can help cure cancer. And I'm yep. not a doctor, True. and I don't like even True. these claims, okay? But we know people who have had cancer, I, and yeah. they take this stuff, mm-hmm. and they don't have cancer. Yeah. You know, I, I really don't like to get into the exaggerated No, but claims, I've heard so many stories like this, so I believe it. it I works. do believe it. And it's I, trash. It's, RSO is made from the trash of the plant, the leaves, the stems, the stuff that we would throw away normally. We're going to just give it away to people. And Arizona has a very unique plan. We can. Mm-hmm. I can just give you cannabis to heal you. I don't have to ask you for money, and I don't have to do anything. If you're a patient... I can give it to you. Yeah. Really? Wow. It's a very unique law here. That That's so interesting. So, and I, I know we've talked about it. You're also famous for developing different strains. I'm a breeder. I've bred a breeder. strains like Jilly Bean, Jack the Ripper, Corkle. Most famously, Pennywise, which is a one-to-one CBD THC. That's a phenomenal strain. Yeah. Okay, can you teach those of us that are listening that don't know what that means? What, what do these different strains do? Okay, I'm a, a little education. Okay, so cannabis, everybody knows about cannabis, but can, cannabis contains over 6,000 different cannabinoids. So the one we know about is THC. And another one we know about now is called CBD. And CB2 says great um, ability to reduce tumors, reduce stress, increase appetite. And CBD is, has no, gives you no high. It gives you no high, and it's legal in this country. You can buy it on Amazon. And you can right give it now. to a child. You can give it to a child with great results. Okay. I do got to tell you, though, especially since you have me on, there's so many more. There's CBG, which reduces pain in your feet. There, there's, there's, oh, I have pain in my feet, really? Yeah. There's oh, something yeah. called THCV, which I discovered about 11 years ago. I didn't create it. I found it in a strain called Jack the Ripper. It acts on the CB2 receptor side. It reduces appetite, and it stimulates your autoimmune system. So now we take that cannabinoid, and we mix it with Charlotte's Web, and we make a whole new medicine. Wait, wait what's Charlotte's Web? So Charlotte's Web is a strain that's high in CBD, almost 28%. And it cured a little kid in Colorado, and it got on news, and everybody yep. knows about yep. Charlotte's <laughs> Web and this little girl. It actually brought a lot of really bad people, priests and educators, to go, wait a minute, cannabis isn't bad? You mean it actually can cure someone? So we actually sought that cut out and crossbred with it and made a new one called Deadlights. And Deadlights is 28% CBD. It's the highest strain in the nation. The reason this is so important is because up till now, it was only in clone form. So you had to go get a mm-hmm. clone from a place. We sell it in seed form. You can buy a seed for a dollar. and plant So you can it buy the seed from you. And plant it and grow it. And plant it and grow it and mm-hmm. heal somebody. Heal, heal yourself, your kid. heal somebody. Heal your kid. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Well, and that's what this show is about. It's about saving the planet. One, one show, show at, at a time. time. Oh, and right. And... Wait, let's say it again. You guys didn't sound very fun. Hello. Jam was over there, like, not even participating. Yeah, we We're are. saving the planet. One, One show, show at a time. time. And that's what you're doing. You're saving people. We try. One person at a time. Yeah. The other thing that I, I thank you for this platform, we just developed subcool.com. It is an educational website. Unlike many websites out there, I don't, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I mean, they, you can go by seeds. I want to learn. Section. I don't know a lot about this. Every video on how to grow, how to pick out your seeds, how to build your grow room, how to select for your sick kid, how to pay your taxes. Because in this country, if you grow cannabis, 
You better tell you to pay your taxes. And mm-hmm. I, I'm proud to tell you I've paid millions of dollars of taxes to the federal government. And that's just important to do. Credit, if, uh, little things like credit. Let's oh. say you grow cannabis. <laughs> Let's say you live off cash. Probably don't have any credit. Well, I have credit, and I've been in the cash business. So subcool.com, you can go there. You can learn to grow. You can watch videos. You can read articles by other um, breeders. And really important, um, anybody that's ever been to a board, they break them apart. So they have, I'm going to use a different industry. They have Xerox come into the copy site, and then they have somebody else, and they destroy the site. We want everybody in the industry to come to our site. We won't give them a forum. If you want to answer questions, you get in general growing. You don't get to have your big icon that says, I'm special, come to me. Because that's <laughs> not what so it's fun. about. You are so fun. I want you on the show as often as we can get <laughs> oh, you. As because much as you guys want me <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> and, and I was going to say, last but not least, on, on the organic side, we grow in soil and we use a plastic pot that we wash and reuse. Mm-hmm. The soil really? We, yeah, the soil you we really use. Do? We, we either use the soil again or we take it out to the yard. I mean, you know, just because we put it in the yard doesn't mean, and I got the prettiest grass in Arizona because we put our soil outside. I just believe throwing soil away, using nutrients that go down the drain, I think it's wasteful. And I, I, it's, I, it's extremely wasteful. I work for, uh, for uh, Monarch and, uh, out in Scottsdale. We have a grow, and uh, Matt Lascala, who's our, our head grower, uh, definitely a, a follower of Subcool. I've had many conversations with him, and he has the same philosophy. We reuse everything. everything. Uh, we uh, compost our own soil. And so, uh, it, it, and there's very few people, I think, that are doing that uh, around the country. I hope more and more people are. But I've been in a lot of grows. I'm sure you have. And it's, it's pretty wild what you see. Well, I'll tell you something, and this is getting out there. But I believe cannabis growing is spiritual. Mm-hmm. And I believe, Absolutely. The, I believe the plant knows that I play Bob Marley to it, and then my pool is spotless. <laughs> spotless. I believe you. And if you go into a grow that's nasty and gnarly mm-hmm. and the people are bad people, I believe their cannabis is bad. I, I really do. I agree. All well, energy, I think I think with all, all this talk about uh, cannabis, it's it's. I know Queen is jealous because she's listening, and and I know she wanted to be here, and uh, she she does have a hurt back. Okay. So you need to meet her because I think she needs to be healed by you. Absolutely. And uh, she has a really bad back, and nothing's working, and so we we need to heal her, and I, I think you need to help. And but I want to cut to a song. Because Jam's here, and he's saving the planet with his music, and we have... Can I uh, say one quick thing? Uh, of course you can. Let's not forget hemp. Hemp, building materials. Hemp can actually make plastic. Concrete. Can replace plastic. Mm-hmm. Think about that. See, I knew he'd say something smart. I mean, I went to uh, I went to an uh, <laughs> event well, we, where we met this weekend was HempCon, and it was all about hemp. And I was there, too. That's yeah. where yeah. I met you. Hemp is right. huge. Uh, yes. And the other reason that hemp is so important is because it is the number one source of CBD economically. Yeah. So if you want to give CB to the nation, you can't be getting it from $3,100 a pound cannabis. Wow. Hemp can be grown cheap. So for the people that are listening that don't know what hemp is, can you explain? Hemp is simply, okay, cannabis is a a one plant. Cannabis that doesn't have any THC in it or below 0.03 is is, is certified as hemp. And it's just designated that way. The government does not allow anything to be grown in America that's over 0.003% THC. And that's it. It's the same plant. Exactly the same plant. If me and you looked at it, it's purple, it's got resin. I was even confused just recently because people showed me beautiful hemp. I was like, that's got resin on it, and it's purple, and it looks like dank. And they're like, but it doesn't have THC, and that's the only designation. Okay, so and why is it more sustainable uh, or more? why is it more durable to make clothing out of hemp? The fibers are longer, so the fibers in a piece of plywood are short, very small from pulpwood or pine trees. Same thing for any type of something that's been made. My favorite is a skateboard. A skateboard's made out of little teeny pieces of wood that have been glued together with a chemical. Hemp fibers are extremely long. And when you make a plywood out of of hemp, it it lasts forever. A skateboard made out of hemp cannot be broken, ever. It cannot be broken, no. That's pretty cool. And I think one of the other really cool things about hemp, or at least hemp seeds, is that it's a superfood. Like, hemp seeds are so good for you. It's like, I mean, it, it really, I mean, it's, it's high in protein and it's full of vitamins. When and I wasn't feeling good, why didn't you bring me any hemp jam? I don't, I mean, well, <laughs> you can go to Whole Foods and buy hemp seeds. You I didn't know? know that. I didn't it's know like, that. I mean, you probably know more of what the vitamin content yeah, well, is. Well, one acre of hemp produces the same amount of protein as 100 acres of grain. 
Really? Oh. And, wow. and does it require less water too? Less water, less fertilizer, less anything. Yeah. It doesn't okay. need so anything. It grows can it anywhere. grow in the heat? Yes. So soup, soup, okay. sub cool. What do you think like the big reason is uh, why marijuana or like hemp or cannabis hasn't been uh, like more popular in American culture? Randolph Hearst. Oh, because yeah. of the paper, the paper mill, right? One hundred percent. The drug war did not. Can you go talk away. about that a little bit? What happened? Well, in 1937, Hearst got with Dupont, and decided, hey, we don't want hemp to take over because we can make newspaper cheaper. We own the newspapers, we own the mills, and it even moves to the day. It, it moves forward now to big pharma. It's easier to get a hold of narco's or 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 some type of opiate than it is cannabis. And I'm sure. really going to go out there. Even our daggum rehab system is screwed up. Yeah. They take somebody into rehab that's screwed up on opium and say ban them from cannabis. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying, all I'm saying is I know a thousand people that have gotten off opiates by getting high. If yeah. you have the propensity to get high, you know, there's something a lot better than an 80 milligram Oxycontin. Exactly. Well, I want to say my dad's been in the hospital and he was in critical condition and they had him all drugged out on all these drugs and mm. We almost lost him. Yep. Wow. And and I really feel like for pain, he would have been better off with wow. cannabis. And, and it had Here's what legal. I like to tell people about cannabis and using cannabis. It it cannot hurt you. It cannot hurt you. A, a dose 10,000 times stronger than what you take is still not lethal. Yeah. So if you have a sick kid, let him try a rice, rice grain size piece. If anything's going to happen, nothing happens. And if what if he starts eating or gaining weight or stops she? I saw a kid one time put stuff on his tongue and stop seizing. That person is yeah. a red right wing Trump voting supporter, and he will kill you for his kid's cannabis. And when I met him, oh, that stuff will just it just is terrible. It'll ruin you. Stop this kid from having a seizure. Wow. He's a big time believer now. Yeah, interesting. There you go. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we'll get back to all this with Subcool. We're so lucky to have him here in studio. And Martin, uh, what do you have to say? Jam, let's go. I got to squeeze in here really quick. So, Richard, I don't mean to, to move you out of here. but So, uh, Jam, what are we going to play? I'm going to play Universal Love, and I just unplugged everybody. Universal Love. Right. So, uh, uh-huh. we have a secret album coming out, and he's going to be playing that on this yeah. album. Looking forward to it's that. top secret, but All I right. keep talking about it. Well, here we go. Here we go. Open your mind to heal this world Universal love is what it's all about Open your eyes to what is real Universal love is what is seen throughout antidote to keep us afloat moving towards the future good things come and we need them sooner smile towards the clouds obstacles all around there's a blessing in them time will show how to heal the conundrum there's no coincidence in life it's all planned to coincide open your mind this world universal love is what it's all about open your eyes to what is real universal love is what is seen throughout it's universal love it's universal love it's universal love it's This world needs your medicine It's in your heart and it's in your grin Let it all flow downstream Love is your guide leading out of this dream Take the river as far as you can The path is the goal in creation's hands It's all love before your eyes Embody the sun and help others rise. Open your mind to hear 
fill this world Universal love is what it's all about Open your eyes to what is real Universal love is what is seen throughout Jam. Oh, love you guys. Oh, you have a great voice. Thank you, thank he you, thank you. He really does. does. I didn't expect thank that. Thank you, so cool. very, very buttery. It sounds great. He yeah. wrote that. That's awesome. It's incredible. Fantastic. It's thank incredible. Thank you, my friend. And that's Appreciate why it. you're going to have several spots on that I'm looking forward album. to it. I know. I'm so excited. I'll see you at the Grammys, Kinga. <laughs> we are going to go to the Grammys. You know what? When I set a goal, it happens. That Me too. Right? Likewise. Right? Absolutely. I've never so been to the Grammys, so I'm looking forward to it. Hey, you're right. You'll have to come so on the uh, Sean Cooney Wiener. with. Uh, I would love to. We, That'd we have be to awesome. get a plug for Sean Cooney. Sean Cooney with uh, uh, Three Leaf Three Leaf Recording yep. uh, is going to be doing our album. We have an album that's going to be the secret album that you're not supposed to talk about. Okay, that one. yes, we're gonna, uh, <laughs> I won't give more details other than we're going to be donating. Don't a tell lot. Kinga secrets. I know. She I know. To I tell know. Them. <laughs> Even her own secrets, you can't tell her. Yeah. <laughs> no secrets. So we're going to be donating a lot to help save the planet, and uh, we'll have amazing musicians, and we'll be releasing around Christmas time. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Can't wait. Cool. So it's gonna be cool. I don't know if uh, Seb Cool sings at all. No, 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 you don't want you're, that. You're into music, so you just promote other music. <laughs> I just music. listen to music a lot. So you'll promote our album. I can't wait. Okay, thank you. Okay, have you great. on the show? Debut it? Yeah. Okay, great, Rachel. Yes, there we go. We want to hear, we have Rachel's uh, sustainable tips and um, good news of the world. We need her over here to give us that. That's yeah. what she came, she's, she's doing that segment every show. So where is she? Get her over here. Well, today is um, good news is actually music related. We need you louder. Oh, is this one working? And, yeah, good? just right up to your mouth and All talk good? loud. Okay, so today <laughs> um, the good news that I have is <laughs> um, Hawkesson has teamed with Calvin Harris. He's a very popular artist, um, like a mainstream EDM artist. I've heard and of him because you sent it to me. I was going to say, you've, you've probably heard one of his songs on the radio. He's like one of the more popular EDM um, radio sounds, but um, he's partnered with this worldwide club company, Hakkasan, to eliminate all the plastic straws throughout their clubs. Like no plastic straws. That that's a big and deal. that's huge too because their main business is serving drinks while people listening to music. So and if you get four drinks and you have four straws, exactly times well, thousands. <laughs> hello. And most people don't get four. <laughs> right. They get ten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ten straws a person. No, it, it, it adds up. But anyway, I just saw that and I thought that was a interesting little tidbit. And if we could challenge more bars to do the same and uh, eliminate straws. Because it, it's a drinking hole. So that's and, the and, epicenter and, of straw usage. It's and, definitely one of my biggest pet peeves. You know, I was like, any t- I, I would love it if, like, every bartender or, like, a, any restaurant asked you whether you want a just straw ask. or not. Mine just Mine lives ask. on the bar. I don't use it. I, I never effing use never a straw. I take it out every okay, time. Okay, but, but don't take it out because that, that, that's you've already wasted it. But what like, do you do with it hold then? Hold on. Or why can't you recycle hold straws on. anyway? Can I tell you, Jam? You, you prevent that. The minute you sit down, you say... Please don't bring me a straw. Okay, you're right. If you don't right. say that, you have to. Then you're still wasting. You're totally you're right. You're still wasting. Kinga. You've got to tell them. Because if you don't say you something, down. they will serve you another one with three straws. It's there. so true. Yeah. Yeah. It happened we'll to me yesterday, and yes. I was like, "What the heck?" And it's my fault, really. So you, yes, you got to say, you got to yeah. speak up, and speak actually up. go to the manager. Um, I'm asking everybody that's listening right now. I've been doing that, and and our show has been doing that, and Quita's been doing that, and we have gotten restaurant after restaurant after business that has not been uh, recycling to change their ways. Well, once again, it's like the part of if, if it, you just build it into your everyday life to just refuse straws, then eventually straws won't even be a thing in the United States. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and styrofoam too. Styrofoam is like my arch enemy. Seriously. What's the, what's the restaurant with that chicken that everyone brings home that styrofoam? 
Oh. Well, I don't want to bad talk. Okay, though. okay, that's not bad talk. You're right. Paper straws are great. Chicken companies. That's where it's at. You want, yeah. you want to know? Here's Bamboo a new hot better, seat you know? tip. You can't hear you. Here, you can't hear me. Can no, you hear I can. me now? Here's another sustainable tip about not using straws. You know how people who smoke cigarettes get those wrinkles in their lips as yeah. they get older? They can't get rid of them? No. You get that from drinking with straws, too. No. <laughs> you don't have to be a smoker to get wrinkles. Wait, so of you stick with no you. straws. So there's a reason not to use straws, too. Uh, still straw use fast. Go. That's a good that's one. That's That's a good one because, you know, women if, look if at If anything's going to stop people, tips. that's what it's going to be. That. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Well, luckily, I don't have those. So it's proof I'm not using them. <laughs> no straws in a wine glass. But yeah. you know, if I could bust myself out on this show, I'm I'm not necessarily. I mean, I'm sustainable. I don't want to be, but my, I take better care of my cannabis than I do my, myself. Yeah. But and but you're gonna start doing more. <laughs> well, sustainable well, I already things. have, and the one thing I know is I have some friends that I live with, and they're definitely sustainable hippie type people. And I noticed the other day that the the plates we were eating on were made from wheat straw. Okay. And yeah. when I looked at it, you would think, not a big deal. Do you know how many paper plates I've thrown away in my life? Oh, yeah. And I don't think they cost more. No. It was, or maybe a little bit more. It was simply knowledge. Knowledge was all it took. I was like, wait a minute. They make something that's renewable that I can eat my sandwich on. That's not, it just <laughs> makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> I won't ever buy paper plates again. And I'm not that guy. I'm not. I, I don't mind buying a little. Yeah. But really, I can spend like this much more and I don't have to. It just makes so much sense to me. So common sense sustainability really gets Well, totally. I agree with that. No, voting, I grew with, up, voting with your dollars, oh, yes. teaching yourself yeah. what, which is the best option, and then voting with your dollars. Yeah. So, Rachel, what are some of the other tips that you have? <laughs> well, for today, I just had the one piece of good news. But uh, another tip I have on the fly is if you can ever choose, if there's something in your life, like paper plates or, or plastic cups, if, it, if you're used to it and makes your life so much easier to have the paper plate or something, and you're not willing to change 100% yet to not use Change them. anyway. Change anyways. But you can change to a more sustainable version of whatever you're wasting. Like mm. some people love straws. I'm a straw person. I drink it with, drink. I drink iced coffee and I drink all the sugar off the bottom with, with, with my straw. Lots of sugar. It's not good for you. Not, not, I shouldn't do it. But I can make a more sustainable choice with a straw and buy a paper one that can... Yeah. It's like I love steak, but I can say, okay, I care about this planet. Steak is bad for the planet. I'm going to stop eating it go. as often. I, you know, I'm going to go to once a week or once every two weeks. Or you could eat an impossible steak, Kinga. What's that? It's like a fake steak. No, I don't like anything fake. Or it's cloned. It's no. cloned. It's like a cloned Ew, steak. That's even worse. No, come I, on. I would just do, I would just just made of vegetables or of a It's like a cloned. Yeah. It's cloned. So like it, was, like it. it didn't, it's more sustainable. You know so what I mean? We haven't heard from Richard for, Richard, can you chime in with something? I want to hear Richard say something. Uh, I don't use a straw when I drink wine. <laughs> That's good. Okay. That, that was it. That was his input. The, and show me that bottle here. Remember, okay, we're going to talk about <laughs> organic wine. Speaking of, you know, sustainable. Okay. okay. Ooh. So what's Tell the difference us. between organic wine and sustainable wine? Often there is no difference whatsoever. Now, this bottle is from Spain. It says made with organically grown grapes. That means the vineyard has been, has been classified as organic. That's not an easy thing to do. Um, may I butt in? I think, doesn't it uh, take five years of switching over to well, become yeah, just organic? To, just, if, it's if, a lot of work. If the soil has been used previously with, with chemicals, then, yeah, it takes five years to it make it organic. It takes five years to switch right? over? Richard, to even you... be counted as organic, you have to be organic for five years if the soil right. was previously here's the thing. It's wow. very, wow, she studied it's this very in school for five years. So and it takes a long time to become organic. So yeah. in the wine industry, you'll see on the label often farm sustainably. Now, what does that mean? Uh, that means the way we used to farm 100 years ago. Wine is an it. agricultural product. It's a common sense thing. Rotate crops. Everyone you know? out there, you're listening to Richard Betts. He's such a, he knows everything about sustainability, and I know he'll, um, he'll be humble and say he doesn't, but he teaches me a lot. I'm sustainable, too. I'm 70 years old. Look at me. <laughs> yeah. I'm sustainable. Yeah. He's okay. living a sustainable life. He's still right. here. Yeah, you do look <laughs> Richard, did you know there's no such thing as organic cannabis? Really? Oh, interesting. It's a federal really? term. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, so, uh, a lot of wine is sustainable. Now, uh, now on the other hand, if if a winery is is gets a certification as uh, organic, that's a whole other thing, 
Now, if a winery is uh, uh, certified organic, they cannot add any sulfites to the wine. Now, sulfites is a natural preservative that has been added to wine since Roman times, so thousands of years, okay? But is it unhealthy? No. Okay. It is not unhealthy. The federal government makes you put a warning on a bottle of wine because it's alcohol. Now, there are more sulfites in a can of fruit that you buy at Safeway than there is in a bottle of wine, for the most Interesting. part. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Why okay. don't they have the warning label on that? Yes. It ain't alcohol. Okay. It's that okay. simple. And we like our alcohol. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, in moderation. <laughs> in moderation. Yeah. So, um, but, but, but growing grapes. Now, that now a big thing is natural wine. But again, what's old is new again. Natural wine simply means you're growing really good grapes, sustainable or organic. You're bringing them into the winery. You're really simplifying the way you make it. You're not adding things. The what about local? Local, isn't that Local is great. We have a huge dynamic wine industry here in Arizona. The thing about making wine is it's, it's got to be clean. You've got to have a clean environment because there's lots of microorganisms, you know, that can get involved with wine. Now, some of those are, are actually not bad. There's a thing called Britannomyces that is very common, especially in European wines, in, in French wines. And it comes, it's a, it, it's, it's a bacteria that's actually airborne. And it get, now if it gets out of control. So in small amounts, it actually adds some character to the wine. They call it the spice. The spice. <laughs> right? the, spice. the spice. But overdone is, is, is a flaw. Okay. So, um, you know, you can, there's a lot of wines you can buy that are sustainably produced. In, in other words, uh, you know, the farming is sustainable. I'm so lucky to know so you. So the main thing yeah. to look for when you're trying to buy a bottle of wine that's maybe a little bit more environmentally conscious is to look for one that says it's sustainably farmed. Yeah. Look what this says right here. Okay, let's read it. Non-GMO project verified. Okay. Uh, that's that's good a whole stuff. other thing, right? Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Right. Another show. But, uh, <laughs> no GMO. Made with organically grown grapes. The problem with wines that are, are where the winery is, is certified, those wines don't have a shelf life. Because there's no preservative. The sulfites are, uh, so they don't have a shelf life, and often they, they go bad quickly. They're not that good. So I met, I met Richard. Uh, he judges a lot of wine uh, competitions, and he's at a lot of wine festivals, and he knows everybody in the wine industry. And I was lucky enough to befriend him because he A, makes me laugh, and B, <laughs> you gave me opera tickets, which yes, I was like, true. wow, yeah. when I just first met him. That's right. Uh, but it's just exciting to learn so much about wine, and he's yeah. a wealth of knowledge, and he's going to be our new wine expert that comes on, and I'm going to try to bring a lot of what Now, I have one on question with for Richard. us all to ponder before I shut up. I don't want you to shut up. I love when you talk. I, ha I have one more question for all of us to ponder. Yes. Is sustainability sustainable? Oh, oh, oh. Rachel, you're given the sustainable the major. What given, does that mean? Given the <laughs> consumer capitalism that we live in, is sustainability sustainable? Where's the tipping point? <laughs> Mike drops. Drops Mike. Okay, well, this show is about positivity. Is that positive? Well, no, it is. I mean, the, yes. he's saying, like, is okay, the... teach me. Well, true sustainable, sustainability, if you're living your life focused on changing... Well, we're not really going to reach full sustainability, even if everyone dropped whatever they're doing right now and... It immediately went vegan and did did the whole nine yards. The no more plastic, <laughs> no more plastic straws, no more wasting. Exactly. Hypoth in this hypothetical situation, it's a hypothetical, and that's not going to happen. So this, uh, we just have to focus on making as many positive changes as possible. And it's making good to move forward. Changes, good to move forward in a, pos in a positive direction. Positive, you know? positive changes. Everybody out there, positive everybody, give us one tip. Sub cool, give us a tip. One Pat, tip. Do something nice for somebody every day. Every don't day. be a jerk. Rachel, uh, give us one tip yeah. to don't, end the show. Well, going off of what he said, don't make it a fad. Make it a lifestyle. Actually make a lasting, sustainable change, not just like, oh, I'm sustainable now because it's cool. But I love it. Richard, give us a tip. One last tip. Drink more wine. Love it. Jam? Water. Uh, love others and love yourself. Uh, Martin? Yes is more fun. I love it. And my last final, final tip is spread the green love and spread our message because if you care about this planet, we only have one planet. True.
Love everybody. E-L-E. Peace out. Love Peace, you. love, love you. green love. Peace, love, and cut. And we're saving the planet. Thank you, Robin. One, One show, show at a time. time. Thank you for listening to In the Green Room. Join us here live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. or anytime on demand 24-7 on StarWorldWideNetworks.com. <laughs>